Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Just a quick little message before the episode begins. Do you love Comedy Arcade? Of course you do. Do you wish you could see it live? You're not a mug? Of course you do. Well, good news. You can. We are at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 21st of February running a terrifyingly live panel for the first ever time. What's going to happen? I don't know. And I can't even edit it. It's going to be scary. It's going to be exciting. You should definitely be there. Alongside our absolute faves, Tomtak SFCs and returning champion, Sakisa, you can also catch for the very first time the comedy icon that is Mark Watson. It is almost suspiciously cheap at £5. You can get your tickets from Leicester Comedy Festival. Please come and join me. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part-friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton, host of the show, spirit of the bingo balls, and games master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Right then, let's get started. Um... <laughs> Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, which is part panel show, part chat show. Hopefully all fun. The responsibility for that is on the guests. Fortunately, <laughs> I have some absolutely brilliant people in today. So we'll start off with the improv warrior that is Kate McCabe. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. I am warrioring every day. It's fine. That's word. Yeah. <laughs> Keep, keeping it fresh. <laughs> That DJ background was always going to come back and kick me. <laughs> yes, I know. I should change it. Hang on. Uh, choose virtual background. This is uh, a great experience for people who are just listening. I'm in a, now I'm in a, a restaurant. And now a I'm nice looking restaurant. Oh, Iron Man's Hall of Armor. Well, yep. Brilliant. Strong start. Strong audible sensation that that was. <laughs> I'm always thinking about the listener. <laughs> and next up, we have the nautical but nice comedy legend that is Zoe Lyons. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Nautical because of my red beanie. Again, the, the listener won't be able to see this, but we can hear about it. It's just a vibe might... that you're giving off, though. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not a. It's not I live by the sea a... and I'm looking like Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> so this is this this is what I'm going for in lockdown three. Eighty year old underwater explorer. That's what I'm going for. Perfect. Absolutely nailed it. Or um, what? Popeye. Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> the shape of water, yeah. right? That's probably more likely, actually. Yeah. Just yeah. Badly tattooed and eating spinach. Yeah. <laughs> and next to we've got our very own olive oil, standard issue editor <laughs> and all around dreamboat that is Mickey Noonan. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Well, given that this morning my day started with me thinking I had genuinely shot a spider, and now I am talking to you three legends. It's, Sorry? It's, <laughs> no, come yeah. back to that. There, there was what? a spider in your toilet? Yeah, Gary had found a dead spider and just thrown it in the bowl. Um, you didn't realise it was toilet. previously there. You were like, oh my God, it happens. They do crawl into your nose and mouth when you're asleep. And shatnophobic. <laughs> You got the wrong way around though. You got to check the toilet first because spiders want to get up your backside. That's why you have to check the toilet. I just <laughs> clenched and I'm not yeah. even on a toilet. Just yeah. to be clear, this is one of one of not... my secret fears. <laughs> oh, I thought you were very much talking from experience there, Kate. There was, okay. So it's an irrational fear, quite frankly, except for like in lockdown, lockdown one, this was, there was a daddy long legs in my toilet bowl. And I only saw it because I, I did my like precursory, like, is there an alligator in my toilet that's going to bite my butt? And um, I never think that. Oh, I think you? It, no. Should you I always find stories from, usually from the, the Far East, of somebody who's had part of their undercarriage nibbled by a python because it's, it's gone through their YouTubes. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's what the forest has got. <laughs> what, Brit what British people have got is I went to the toilet and then a baby came out. Those people that have like oh, been yeah. stealth pregnant. Those stories were terrifying for me as a teenager. <laughs> there was one just recently on like ambulance or something like that. And she had no idea. And she was in, I think, the Britannia, which is Manchester's worst hotel. Oh, yes. And gave birth in the Britannia, which raised the star rating. 
<laughs> did she call it Britannia? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. No, she did not. She was there for a Harry Potter convention. Uh, so it wound up something Harry Potter-esque. I, I really know. want to see that. I've got a lot of questions about that whole story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TripAdvisor, three stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bathroom was so good, I gave birth. Yeah, was it, was it a great trip? <laughs> I, I, was, I was impregnated by... <laughs> <laughs> by the excitement of the hotel right um right I've got a bingo ball full of topics here I'm going to generate them at random just in case you haven't read the rules no boys ever do so um I have to reiterate them each time because also no boys want to admit they haven't but it becomes clear over the course of the recording so yes mm-hmm. I will be generating topics at random you will be jumping in with your high quality anecdotes and I will be judging them in a scoring system that even I don't understand. Right, let's go. It's a really satisfying sound, actually. Oh, that's lovely. And the category is the worst job you've ever done. And it can be the worst job that you've ever experienced or the job you've done the worst at. It's very ambiguous. I've got a pretty bad job to lead off if if, uh, no one else wants to jump in. When I uh, was in high school, no, in a couple years, when I would come home from university in the summertime, you look forward to the summertime, you think I'll get a reasonable job, but then I'll be catching up with my pals and go to the beach and chill out. And my mom does my laundry aces. Uh, but I got a job via nepotism, which is the worst way to use it in a meat packing factory. It was, it was a meat factory at large. And so uh, someone pulled strings for you to get that job. Exactly, which is why it was the wrong. That's that's who I knew. People in the hot dog industry. <laughs> um, um, do you think that had any impact on the life choices you made after? Or? Um, I think it messed up my shoulder a bit. <laughs> I think that's the lasting impact. I worked in. It wasn't like a slaughterhouse. It was like it dealt with the stuff once it had. So it it made things like roasts and hams and hot dogs and things. And there was the kitchen and there was the packing cooler. And I worked the packing cooler, which was, you know, a a degree or two above absolute freezing. So I'd get up on a roasting hot summer day, put on double layers, uh, drive my car. And I had to be there at six. You would work from six in the morning until about three in the afternoon. But it was such manual work in a freezer that like, I'd just be shattered at the end of it. And all my summer days were basically spent working from six until three and then like falling asleep during Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon at 4.30 and not hanging out and being cool. I had one morning experience where I woke up and in my dream I had died and I woke up and I still thought I was dead. And then once I came to full alertness, I I was disappointed that I wasn't dead. Was there a smell? I was yeah. wondering that. <laughs> yeah, did it have a, like a meaty, sawdusty smell? Yes, yes. It was like imagine if you were in uh, a sauna, but also in the sauna, uh, it was freezing, and there was <laughs> there were like five hundred open packs of hot dogs. Oh, I've been in that sauna. Yeah, Berlin, nineteen ninety two, I think. Yeah, is that the I you have to be naked? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's called so a, a lot of breakfast that holiday. You take your sports bra off after a run in the summer. It's that kind of meaty smell. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely uh, boob sweat in the. Uh, there were some local regional dishes, or well, regional to us because we had like a lot of like Polish and German immigrants in the area, and it was like dishes called like kishka and saus, and oh. it was just sort of like a loaf of meat, but like boob sweat definitely could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in there mickey for sure were you popular that summer kate <laughs> post shower i was okay to be around but <laughs> very docile <laughs> did you have any rocky moments where you were just like punching the slabs of ham you know what the moments i had was leave me alone i started listening to audiobooks at work <laughs> I'd be packing the hot dogs and listening to like, I don't know who I was listening to. I think it was like Patrick McCabe at the time, the butcher boy or something, ironically. Um, (laughs) Did you steal the products? Because I'm always, it's the only, the only reason to have a job is to steal shit from, isn't it? This is it. Yeah, Yeah, more evidence that comedians can't do other jobs. Honestly. (laughs) We just, 
Because, you know, anything where there's a stealing opportunity, and I quite like a hot dog, so I, I'd be, leaving, I'd be leave, leaving with a gusset full of hot dogs, which sounds like oh, a punk good. band from the 80s. But um... People think that, like, the experience would have turned me vegetarian, but I can't lie. The products that they churned out were quite good. It's quite tasty. Yeah. Is it like when my, my stepdad used to work in the Swizzle Sweet Factory in New Mills, and when you first started, you basically had free reign on everything apart from the Brazil nuts. You could absolutely knock yourself sick. And you could eat as much as you wanted. And then within three days, apparently no one wanted to steal anymore. Uh, that's, hot dogs. That's good company policy. You were allowed to eat hot dogs from at lunch. Like you could you could that's go and take lunch. the hot dogs and have them for lunch if you wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's not a terrible job i mean it's not it was it was good money for like somebody coming back from uni at the time it was like 10 bucks an hour or something and i'm 900 years old so this was in like 1822 yeah okay good money worst job i am oh god i worked on um i worked on a banana farm brilliant in Queensland, Australia. What is it with the lesbians having fancy food jobs? I thought that, but only one thing could say it. We just love an overall. Um, (laughs) And a phallic product. And a phallic product. What's going on here? Well, I did work in a dildo factory in Detroit. (laughs) No, I I worked at a banana farm in, in in Tully, Queensland for two months. And it was without doubt the worst job I've ever had in my entire life. The, the way you got the job was you had to turn up to the post, you had to stand outside the post office at 5 a.m. in the morning and farmers would come and pick you, very much like a sort of auction. Oh, um, I hate that. Yeah. And for the first two days, it was me and my, my then girlfriend, we didn't get chosen at all. And then eventually, I think some farmer took pity on us and picked us up and took us to his place to work. And he sort of took a shining to her. And uh, This sounds like the start of a horror film. Yeah, it was borderline <laughs> horror film. He gave her quite a good job. He gave her the job of making the boxes on the banana farm. Uh, so all she, all she had to do all day was stand up in the sort of rafters of this outhouse making boxes just pushing these boxes through which clearly didn't have the same feelings of amorousness towards me because i was given the job of of picking the dead rats uh frogs and spiders out of the banana bath which is a massive trough of water that the bananas used to get put into as they came out of the paddock and then i'd have to turn them over get rid of the cockroaches the frogs and then every now and again, because bananas grow like hands, obviously upwards like that, they are perfect, perfect resting places for snakes. So oh. every now and again, they'd cut a hand of bananas off and somebody would shout, get on, get on your stools, girls! And we'd all have to go on our stools as a puppy snake just went right through us all. And then, oh. Were they was, poisonous? Was it, I mean, poisonous? The tree snakes right? aren't poisonous. The tree snakes aren't poisonous there, but they're still a snake. Yeah. I mean, it's the taipans that you had to be worried about. The taipans would attack a car. Oh my God. I kid you not, they would they would rise up and attack a car if you drove at them. Is the taipan a snake? Taipan is one of the world's most deadly snakes, and, and they're, they're, they're incredibly venomous. They're, but, the, but not only are they venomous, but they're really narky. Like, they are really <laughs> aggressive. Like, no, you, know, normally, you know, normally people say, actually, he's more scared of you than you are of him. With a Taipan, does not give a shit. And I was with a farmer one day and he went, I had a Taipan rise up in front of the Land Rover yesterday and try to attack me in it. I mean, they will just go for you. And it took me ages because one of the farmers kept going, just look out for the Jimmy Blakes. And I'm going, Jimmy Blake, Jimmy Blake. What's a Jimmy Blake? Jimmy Blake. It must be rhyming slang for something. What is a Jimmy Blake? It took me ages to go, oh, it's snakes. It's snakes. Oh, cockney rhyming slam. I know, cockney rhyming slam in a danger zone. And I worked with a lady called Snake Lady, and she worked in front of me, and she used to keep a pillowcase beside her. And uh, I never, I was like, what's in the pillowcase? And uh, (laughs) why do they call her Snake Lady? And she had a pillowcase beside her and an empty milk carton. 
And when the bananas came around, she'd pick off the little tree frogs, right, and put it in the milk carton. And then she'd turn to me with her three teeth and go, that's for Snakey later. Mm. And uh, <laughs> at lunchtime, she used to empty the carton of frogs into the pillowcase, which would then just just fly all over the place. It took me ages to work out. She kept a snake in a pillowcase and fed it frogs at lunchtime. Was, yeah. Great. Yeah. Now I have a new thing to check before I go to bed. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome, Kate. You're welcome. There is there is so so much to unpick in that story. But my my favorite thing was the way you made it sound like the bananas are a live animal when you were like <laughs> When the bananas came in from the paddock, yeah, just <laughs> walked in. Just walked in. They walk in like that. <laughs> to be honest, though, they were so crawling with life, they could have walked in on their own at that point. There was everything in them. Everything. Everything. Do you hate that... bananas now? No, but I have a, I have a respect for them. Uh, <laughs> and, and i tell you why. Because a banana is a, it's a bloody dangerous fruit, right? Because... When they're not ripe, their when skins are incredibly like bark. They're really bark-like. So when you go and pick them up, they can splinter into your fingernails. So it's really so you've constantly got these banana skin splinters under your fingernails, and they ooze sap. So the whole town where I worked was stained brown. Like everybody who lived and worked in the town was permanently stained brown because of the sap that comes out of these bananas skins when they're that raw when they're that fresh and it took I would say three months to get rid of the banana evidence from my hands um, why did you go there <laughs> we were traveling around Australia we needed a job and um we didn't get a job on the courgette farm uh, just by the way <laughs> I've just written down dangerous fruit as yeah. a name for my motorcycle gang so there you go <laughs> Very barky banana. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey, any jobs to speak of? That I feel like that is the worst job I've heard so far in all the recording. So <laughs> well, well, I, I don't I don't know how to follow that unless I had some sort of, I don't know, vicious table. I worked in a, a horrific table factory where they were all a bit bitey, but I did, <laughs> I did work in an old man's pub on a Sunday night. Um and right. I got the job thus. I was a bit drunk in the pub doing the pub quiz on a Monday night. And I said to my then boyfriend, well, I could do with a job. I reckon I could work here. So I said to the owner, got any jobs going? And he looked me up and down and went, we could do with a brunette. Can you start on Sunday? <laughs> that, was, that was a key. It was a clue as to how it was all going to go down. Sunday in the old man's pub was karaoke night. And the first time you hear a 74-year-old sing chefs suck on my chocolate salty balls, it is, <laughs> it is hilarious. But when he does it every single week, oh, it gets tired. Uh, and they all called me Cher. So, yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't as dangerous as Zoe's. or as, or as equally, me. yeah. Has its own dangers, uh, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, different dangers, different like, dangers. Uh, yeah, equally as uh, unpleasant, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one guy called Rupert, and he would do a different Elton John number every week, but it was always Elton John. And he wore ridiculously long scarves so he could twirl. And this guy looked like, you know, if you said to a cartoonist, draw me an elderly nerd, and they'd be like, the, the, <laughs> and the, and the, the, the pasted down hair with a little carrier bag. And bless him, he came and he would pelt one out and then he'd always go, Mark's out with 10 girls, Mark's out with 10. And oh, like, God, no. Nine, oh. Rupert, please leave me alone. Was he actually good at singing at all? No. No. <laughs> what my story made you think that I was like, oh. I We well, didn't you say. Starting your eyes. Oh, so I tell you what, there's a lot of emotional labor that women go through in places of employment where they force themselves to laugh at men's jokes. Oh god. Yeah, open micing. Like Yeah, yeah. It's my whole life for a year. Yeah. Lightly laughing. Oh, and not having it reciprocated. Ever. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and the shit you have to put up with the stuff. I'm, one day on this banana farm, I remember this guy came up to my girlfriend and I and went. Uh, guys, 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 rumour has it you're gay. <laughs> and we went, oh, right, okay, fine, fair enough. Thanks for letting yeah, us yeah. know. <laughs> and he went, listen, I want to I want to let you know, I don't mind at all, but if you are, can I watch? Oh, <laughs> no. no. I hope you got one of the bananas. 
and just snapped it. Right uh, Turned out he was an excellent cameraman. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've only got through one category. Um, right. <laughs> Did 20 minutes on that one. <laughs> nice. And the ball is embarrassing injuries. Oh, let me tell you about the third time I broke my nose. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, what? Okay. So um, the embarrassing injuries was when I worked, walked into work the next day with uh, a broken nose and two black eyes. And my uh, boss slash best mate went, how did the date go? Um, <laughs> and downs so I've been to a gig with a boy I was seeing and it was a very very bouncy gig it was really fun it was uh I'm, I think they were called we're from Barcelona or well, I'm from Barcelona one of the two anyway uh and we'd I'd had eight pints now yes. I'm quite, I'm quite well a smart done. woman though yes. eight pints is is like six too many pints for me really and uh up north it had been snowing and it was very icy and so we were bouncing and I had my hands in my pockets and I was bouncing, 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 bounced on some ice, went down, nose broke my fall. Um, I, we were walking through a car park at the time and it was one of those where the, there's a little spiky bits when you're coming out to make sure that you don't go the wrong way. And that hit my nose. Oh, no! Oh, no! no, no. Um, and uh, my bow was a little bit in front of me and he heard me go, oh, because that was oh, a nose no. And he turned out really hot. Oh, right. I was like, I think, I think I've hurt my nose, which is by now just pissing blood. Hanging off. And he looked at me and he goes, shit, Mick, we need to get you to the casino. And I went, yeah. <laughs> what? Because the casino was there and we joined the week earlier. So we could go like that. nose lucky or something? What? Yeah, no, she'd had all her bad luck. She was due a lucky yeah. break. I'm, yeah. I so get we it. walk in, I'm still like bleeding <laughs> everywhere. And they go, have you got your membership card? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> get our membership cards out. We go straight to the toilet and Smirk is helping me uh, like clean up my nose. And this woman walks in and she looks at him and she looks at me and he goes, I didn't hit her. And I'm like, it, it didn't hurt me. And uh, she <laughs> says, gives him a tenner. And she says, right, get her a brandy. Told her, him what she was drinking and you get yourself a beer. So he trots off and she goes to me, all right. And she's helping me and she goes, you think you've had a bad night? I'm with a right cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> she helps me out for a bit. Smirk comes back with the drinks. Uh, she she totters off. And then about 10 minutes later, we're thrown out by the security guards for having a boy in the girls' bathroom. Oh. <laughs> we're walking out with my nose covered in tissue. We walk past her and she waves at me and then she goes, this is him. <laughs> <laughs> Did he look it? I was in no position to judge. Uh, so yeah, that was a fairly embarrassing, but also what what a story I got out of that injury. And also a, a permanent wonk, because instead of going to hospital, I just went to sleep. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Oh. I like your nose. Good good job you did that because it's a good nose. I've also got right. a nose breaky story. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have a fairly big, I mean that's a it's a, it's a significant hooter anyway. But I think, yeah, I've got... I don't know. I think I, I would win in... in Everybody's profiles right now. I've got my father's nose. Okay. Great content um, for the listeners. Very, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, Kate's nose disappears into yeah. the background. Oh, because I have a background right now. I'm so like Voldemorting. Full Voldemort. Um, <laughs> was so, it so how did, how did yeah. you do yours? Right. So, uh, last <laughs> February, um, I too have broken it previously. But last February, um, I did the Brighton Half Marathon, which I often do here. And then, like an absolute dick, went out afterwards with my mates and got properly pissed. Um, like you do, you know, I'm too, like, I've been so sporty, let's go and get properly, like, properly. We were properly drunk in a pub uh, in Brighton. So, so pissed we were drawing on each other's faces. That's brilliant. Yeah. I'm in my late 40s. It's a very specific we were, level. Yeah. Very, very drunk where somebody somehow found the felt tip pen and we were like, let's do it in other faces. And um, uh, uh, we got a taxi home that night and I very drunk uh i left the taxi unfortunately my feet didn't 
Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> so it seems like only the upper half of my body got the message that we were exiting the taxi, whereas my feet had comprehensively fallen asleep. And I fell out of the taxi straight onto my face and, and very much like Mickey just absolutely broke the fall with mine. And it was, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. And I'm also blood phobic. So I, oh. I immediately, it bled very badly. And then I fainted in the street. Oh, no. um, and two young <laughs> passerbys had to help me home into the house. Um, anyway, I went, I had to go to A&E the following day because it was quite bad. That was quite, um, uh, well, the half a nurse, and even she was like, "That is really not good." And she put like a plaster across my, like a sort of cartoon <laughs> X. You know what I mean? Like she was also drunk and not capable of look, like bandaging it. So she literally put one plaster from one cheek to one eyebrow, and then the other, like a proper X on my face, like a and treasure to, map to like a treasure yeah. map to disaster. <laughs> and I went to A and E, and we waited there for hours. And then I finally got in and a very sort of sulky, you know, understandably sulky A&E doctor saw me like, oh, God, what have you done? You know, and I said, look, I said, um, I was trying to be all earnest. I went, um, yesterday I, I ran the um, Brighton Half Marathon. Um, ah, nice. For charity. Good lead. Uh, for charity and uh went out after we had a couple of drinks and um i think i must have had very low blood pressure or something because i just <laughs> just fell and <laughs> and this happened and she was like okay and i could see it in her eyes she was like bullshit. she was like i'm calling bullshit. and um she she sort of patched it up and glued it back together and then looked me in the face and went um, if you do this again, I would very much uh, suggest that you really consider your post-race uh, procedures. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, like an athlete. Yes, absolutely. And then I left. And as I left, I looked in the window as I left and I realised I still had a felt-tip moustache. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you drink. Very, very much evidence. Wow. Cover blown. <laughs> couple of drinks. Yeah. I had a couple. I looked like David Niven with a broken nose. Oh, my God. Um, it's extraordinary. It's oh. so easy to get drunk when you've been running, though. And if you've done a big race and then you have a couple of pints, you are pissed immediately. It, to be honest, Megan, it was more than a couple of pints because it was at, it was one of those nights where somebody goes, Jaeger Bobs! Oh. I said, yeah. Yeah, Jaeger! I love yeah. that you're trying to make excuses, but Zoe's not having it. That's... Oh, it, was, it was very, very bad behaviour. Um, yeah. Still hurts. It's nearly oh, a year ago and it still bloody hurts. When it's cold, mine aches. Like, yeah. It's I mean, it's properly, like, it's got a big, it's got a lump there now. Yeah, it's not, same. yeah. Oh, and the other thing was... Kate looks, like, horrified. Um, I'm so afraid. <laughs> Four days after I did this, so I still had the black eyes and I had the cut, like, a very evident cut on my face. I was filming QI for the first time. <laughs> so <laughs> I was in the makeup room and they were like, are you okay? I was like, I tripped and fell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I did my first episode of QI with um, two black eyes and, and a very evident broken nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did they manage to cover it up pretty well? You couldn't really put makeup on it because it was like an open wound. You're like, ow, so, ow. <laughs> so I had, and that that episode was called something like Rough and Ready and they had me in boxing gloves. So it actually looked like I, it was quite apt, but. Um, very yeah. agile thinking on the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part. Very good yeah. of you to commit, I think. Uh, I'm very awesome. much committed. Kate, did you have an embarrassing injury? Uh, I have an embarrassing injury uh, that involves me going over the handlebars of my bike into a canal. <laughs> oh. oh! This so, is fantastic. Come on um, then. So briefly, like I was living um, in uh, Fairport, New York City for the summer. I was waiting tables at my brother-in-law's uh, restaurant. My sister, my brother-in-law were uh, kind of running this old historic property. And it was on uh, the Erie Canal, which is a famous canal in America. Uh, you know, the width of a river, you know, lots of um, sort of uh, production and, and um, you know, productive kind of like ports and things and interesting things on it. But uh it isn't known for being sort of like Lake Erie and the Erie Canal, not known for being sort of like the cleanest waterway in America. It's better now, but historically it's been a mess because of all the um, industry on it. Anyway, 
uh, there's a bike trail. So my brother-in-law and I were on a day off and uh, he lent me a bike. And he, before we went on the bike ride, adjusted the seat level so I'd have like proper leg extension because <laughs> and and that meant like proper leg extension for people who don't bike athletically is like when your feet can't touch the ground basically yeah. like you have to tilt your bike so that you can put your foot on the ground um anyway uh, I'm biking on the canal and he notices that the chain has come loose on the bike and he goes oh pull over onto the embankment and I'll um I'll fix your chain for you. And I go over the, to the embankment, but then I can't stop the bike because my feet can't touch the ground. And then I just bike into the canal. Uh, <laughs> and I went over the handlebars, but I held onto the bike. Cause I'm like, this ain't my bike. Oh. <laughs> this is a borrowed bike. So I'm sinking like to the bottom of the canal with the bike, uh, kept it in my hand. Uh, the, the worst part of the story is I had to walk back, well, bike back like a mile in, <laughs> canal drenched clothes and on a hot day my brother-in-law then made me go to the side of the restaurant that wasn't facing the street and strip off on the patio before coming in because food cleanliness like he's a chef he's like you're not bringing canal water into the house I'm sorry to say you need to strip out here I'll give you a towel and then you can go upstairs (laughs) so oh my god were you fully submerged yes oh shit yeah, Still holding on. <laughs> yeah, and holding on to a bike that I was oh trying to. Rescue. Did you smell worse than when you worked at the hot dog factory? That's a very good question. Um, I'm probably not. I'm probably not the best person to answer it. <laughs> You're the one we've got, though, Kate. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna. We've not got phone a friend on this. this is- no, I think hot dog factory because the per- it permeates for such a long period of time, and it has a film, like yeah. a greasy film. Yeah. Wow. I'm always terrified. My uh, other half is Dutch, and we go to Amsterdam. We used to go to Amsterdam quite a bit. I'm just always terrified of cycling into a canal. There's no mm-hmm. way you can style yourself out of that, is there? There's no sort no. of. If you trip on a pavement, you can sort of run out of it and like. <laughs> but cycling into a canal is a very definite bold move. Yeah, yeah. and it's, I mean that is something to be afraid of now because. <laughs> yeah. It- yeah, I mean, there's a lot to fear so far from this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, I told you, canals. therapy arcade, it's fine. Um, Many casinos. Okay, ball number 21 is weddings. Anyone got a good wedding Oh, story? new balls. Oh, Let's do a new balls. Yes. Yeah, I didn't Love get it. to get married, so I'm annoyed. It's not a great topic. For right, let's do it. Weddings are just shit, aren't they? I don't know. I'd quite like to have mine. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> oh, all of them except yours and mine. Yes, those, those weddings are fine. Um, we'll, we'll we'll keep those. Um, <laughs> right. Um, personal deal breakers. What makes you write a person off? What I think when I lend them my best bike and they ride it into a. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody keeps breaking up with me, I'm like, no, I'm done now. <laughs> Stop breaking up with me. <laughs> yeah that should be a relationship deal breaker to be fair but just in general any habits that you see somebody like a new colleague and you're like nah we're not gonna be friends i, I can think of one now but they misuse might listen to this so i can't say oh what what kind of misuse, misuse of cutlery like um, using a knife and fork to and no disrespect, or Kate, to, to the to the entire United States, but no, I do it the British way now. Yeah, I just find it fascinating that the USA is a superpower, yet nobody in the USA can use a knife and fork. I just yeah. find that it is weird. We create extra steps. It's and I think I think it's because Americans think it looks more polite to cut it and then relax and then go in like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think to to Americans, including myself scenically scenically (laughs) it it, it looks better because i will say that like when i first saw eating like this i thought it looked like caveman i was like what the monster is happening yeah but it's it's much more um sensible for sure my my sister-in-law is american and she's yes we've had to retrain her um it's a while she's doing very well she's doing very well uh she's a she's a rescue uh sister-in-law and she's doing very very well um she had some came with some very bad habits uh, now she can use a knife and fork so we're pleased and when i do that back in the states i feel very european you know how people are like do you still say basil i'm like yeah i still say basil but look at this look at this knife and fork. <laughs> 
So yeah, I think if if yeah, if I was on say um, a, a date or something like that, and somebody pointed at me with their knife, that would um, oh, that's yeah, that would be it. Just end it. the date. That's that would it. yeah, like, okay, who they are. Do a runner. <laughs> yeah, could be Charlie's the wrong. I'd be like, sorry, love. I mean, you're not bad looking and all that, and you, you know, you're independent <laughs> and you've got your own car and house, but. This isn't going to work. <laughs> I might have got a sneak, a sneak preview into Zoe's priorities. Good looking, own car, and a house. You can live in the car as long on as On the priority there. triangle, though, none of them all eclipsed by knife and fork use. Knife and fork use. Actually, top of my priority list always has been ability to be able to carry me out of a burning house. That's, that's what I look for in a, in a lady. Got to live your truth. Strong shoulders. I keep trying to do the fireman's lift with my wife and failing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, fighters lift. Let's what? let's come on, come on. Women can be fire people too. Fire fighters lift. Firefighters lift. Well, yeah. Zoe was doing a gig the other day, and your fire alarm went off because oh. I was there in the audience. What what happened there? Because you kept joking about it, and then you were like, "No, actually, I probably should evacuate." Yes. So, like uh, I say, this is not my building, and I'm not a fan with its with its quirks and idiosyncrasies. So, it was the first time the fire alarm had gone off, and I was like, "Actually, I don't really know what to do because I'm on the eighth floor here, which is it's quite nice. Um, it's, it's sort of a window on the world." Um, but I was like, "I don't know what to." Do um, thankfully in the age of COVID, there's a WhatsApp group for the building. So <laughs> they, uh, yeah, the committee were on it straight away, and uh, turned out it was um, somebody trespassing in the underground car park. So oh. uh, yeah, there was no fire. There was no fire. But here's an interesting little anecdote for you. Um, <clears throat> recently, I've been smelling smoke that isn't there, which uh -oh, apparently yeah. is a well. It's can it be one of three things: brain tumor, stroke, or it means you've had um you could have if I could have had COVID and got over it and it's affected ah. you. It's quite a common thing now that people are smelling cigarette smoke that isn't there, and I get it all the time. So I think I might have had it previously, and then this is what's occurring. So I'm constantly smelling smoke anyway at the moment, <laughs> and then the fire alarm's gone. I'm like. <laughs> like a demented hound around the <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor favors a high quality of wheat and so i thought i was having some kind of stroke for a good few weeks when we moved in here but it's just coming through the vents <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's fruity it's like are you hungry i'm really hungry are you hungry oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't smell weeds at really weird times of the day as well she's really cool like, what, you, can't, you can't smell weed at all mickey Ooh, i mean wow. if someone sat next to me and i know what it is then i'll be like oh yeah i can, you can identify it. it you know when you're walking down the street and someone goes oh someone's having a nice relaxed time and i'm like wow what are they doing <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I mean, where I live at the moment, it's just, it, I am passively stoned the entire time. What, Brighton? Brighton is just, uh, it's just lit with weed. It's, uh, it's constant, yeah. yeah. I think, you know what a, a deal breaker is, and this is uh, a real sort of like politician's answer, but I think it's like, if they don't tip the staff. Yeah, yeah. yes, like, yes. Like if you, um, if you're like mean to the wait staff, if yes. you don't leave a good tip, but you know, because having been in the service industry for so long, it's it's like it, you can tell something about the person. It's a little bit like yeah. you've not worked in the industry, or you don't have sympathy, or you think that they don't deserve it because whatever reason. It's 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 very telling. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. I hear your sister because I, I used to I waitress for a long time as well. And I've got a friend who's incredibly wealthy, very, 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 very posh, and um, tips appallingly. I'm going to say eight, eight percent if you're lucky. Oh, oh no. it's the ones with money that are the worst because yeah. it's like they've got it, but they're yeah. choosing to discriminate or elevate themselves above. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would you? Uh, um, no. <laughs> yeah. um, so if we're talking romantic deal breakers I do have to interrupt myself to tell you that the cat has gone in the cat litter behind me he's an indoor cat at the moment and furious so he has to poo indoors and he's going to make the most noise so I apologise in advance <laughs> also, how is his that is little... a deal breaker for someone tough shit what uh, sort of noise <laughs> is he going to make Mickey just sort of sit there going I, oh, I hate oh, shit inside 
Ooh, don't look at me. Fucking hate shit inside. What do you think I need a poo noise. And he wanders around the house just going, oh, like he's too full. <laughs> like he's oh. eating too much. <laughs> Does your cat ever do like a real zoom, like after toilet going? Oh, yeah. Go scat a cat afterwards. Like, yeah. Sometimes like, they, I feel oh, like there's like a, like a poo stuck on the back and they're trying to like outrun their shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or they're just yeah. much lighter because something. Yeah. The size of some stuff that the cat makes is very disproportionate. Cat to... poo is like proportionally speaking. It's like I I wish yeah. I wish I did that on a daily basis. Feel amazing. Going to say to him, "What have you been eating?" Even though I am the one that feeds him. You so literally, yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, my deal breaker, and it's not a funny answer, but it is true, is if someone doesn't like animals, I don't understand them. Mm. Someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not really bothered about animals. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who have you killed? They yeah. clearly don't have any empathy. Yeah. If you it's... combine our answers, it's they don't like service dogs. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We'll punch a blind guide dog for the blind. <gasps> <laughs> Mind you, at the moment, if I, if I see a Labrador with a bib on that says I'm working, I'm like, you lucky fucker, stop rubbing it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got a job. I read an article that said that service dogs were depressed during the pandemic because they don't get to go out and do anything. And I'm like, oh, this is information I don't need. The pandemic is making helper pets sad. It doesn't explain why Zoe's wearing a Labrador onesie and wearing a little green bib. Yeah, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> they took jobs. Please don't heavy pet me, I'm working. That's such a good Halloween costume. <laughs> no, they're supposed to be scary, American. Halloween costumes are supposed to be scary. All right, I, you, I will not be continue to be attacked in this manner. <laughs> Mix Layton, call off your dogs. <laughs> I will dress up like uh, Liam Gallagher or uh, Laura from Little House on the Prairie if I want to. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's not all fantasies. I bet British costumes exist for those to somehow try and make them sexy as well. Uh, yeah, you just yeah, yeah. know that exists. Well, my <laughs> wife, when she talks about Halloween growing up in Scotland, I was like, well, what did you used to dress up as? And she'll be like, a bin, like bin bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bin bags. Yeah. Um, well, what are you like? Would, were you like bin men or like the blob or something? She's like, no, just bin bags. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say in bin bags uh, that we were the uh, we were a representation of the uh, three day week in the seventies when rubbish didn't get collected. Uh, <laughs> Zoe, for, for the Halloween fans out there, how did you make that sexy? <laughs> I cut out the nipple bits. with holes. Yeah, yeah, in America, did. that would be too much, of course, Kate, wouldn't it? Because you can't oh. show a nipple in America. You could, no, even, yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Uh, we are a Puritan nation. <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think Americans have nipples, but um... no, they're all just got those crosses on them. Not anymore. Not since Reagan. Yeah, just pixelated out. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a turn. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting famous people. Has anyone had a good, bad, or awkward celebrity encounter? Apart from yourselves, you don't count. Sorry, not in this scenario. I have a bit of a one. Okay. Like when I was cater waitering in New York City, uh, one of the events that I cater waitered was like a a sort of. uh, Stop pretending that's a thing. (laughs) He's working for Dr. Zeus. Don't be mad that you don't say it over here yet. All right. An American. Cater waiter, cater waiter. No, What's that? Like cooking a, it and serving it. Uh, no, it's just catered catering companies. So you could wait tables in a restaurant, right? But you could also wait tables for a catering company, which is like external events. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, like silver service. Exactly. We used to have to do silver service, like the big trays, and like you know, do do, do a bit of that and everything. And there was a, a star-studded party that I was cater waitering, and the woman I most fancied in the world at that point was Gina Gershon because I had seen oh, Bounce. Oh, yes. yeah. Such a good film. So <laughs> I saw that she was there at the party and I was instantly like full of adrenaline and I was like, oh, and like Will Ferrell was there, uh, Harrison Ford, Bon Jovi, don't care. No. <laughs> right. Gina Gershon is here. So I went back to the kitchen and every time I tried to get to Gina Gershon, people would clear what was on my tray 
off, like, cause it was hors d'oeuvres and uh, they'd empty it and I couldn't get to Gina Gershon. So like on the third go round, I went back to the kitchen. I was like, load it up, please. And it was like little smoked mozzarella pizzas. And I did one of these where I like put my arm like way up high and like just worked my way through the crowd to the banquette that she was socializing at. And I was like, smoked mozzarella, mini pizza. And, um, <laughs> so so smooth. Obviously in like my memory, the eye contact that she made was like seven minutes long. Uh, in the moment, it was probably like she barely looked at me and it was like a second. But for me, the eye contact that she made, she goes, sure, what was that again? And then she maintained <laughs> eye contact with me while I went, <laughs> and she's like, thank you. And then like maintained eye contact longer. And I scarpered faster than like I've ever gotten away from anything because even like that tiny like uh just droplet of attention from Gina Gershon was far too much for me to handle and she was only nice to me I'm sure because I had food so <laughs> <laughs> like, I want her to come back with the tray of whatever that is <laughs> I didn't go back all night I was so scared I was like I'm not ready in a, in a parallel universe, um, you're talking about that at your wedding. Um. <laughs> when I first met Gina, I was <laughs> cater waiting. No, honey, it's a thing. It's a thing when you're with a catering company. All right, well, we're not going to do this in front of everyone. Um, when, when you used to dream of meeting Gina Gershwin, was that what you thought you would say to her? Is that, is that, what you... that was weirdly, precisely, yes. <laughs> That's exactly how I planned it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that that's, that's outstanding. Can anybody, I, I anybody have a, compete? I have a waitering one, similar. Cater uh, waiter or? No, proper waiter. <laughs> in, a, in, a rest, in a restaurant. Um, and um, Amanda Donahoe came in and I oh. had a massive crush on her. Uh, I, and I couldn't believe, she walked through the door and I went, Oh my gosh, Amanda Donahoe. Oh my God. I had such a huge crush on her. And she was utterly charming. And I think, I think they can tell when they're in the company of an overexcited lesbian. Because <laughs> <laughs> just, there must be something, they're like, oh, here we go, here's another one. Because I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, you know, eyes hanging out. And, um, uh, uh, at one point, she came up. My friend, I was, I was working behind the bar, quite a posh restaurant. Not a posh restaurant, but it was. Um, we used to get quite a lot of celebrities in there, of 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 note, really, like sort of Lucian Freud and Helen Mirren and Alexander McQueen. Bowie was in there. That was, it was sort posh. of proper, yeah, yeah. Po- But it wasn't a posh restaurant, but it was just cool. That is better and- than cater waitering. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we know who's getting the points this round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also Saffron, jealous. Saffron Burrows used to come in as well. It was oh my god! Like all, all the lesbian, attention. all the like like drop dead gorgeous <laughs> yeah. fucking women. And Harrison um, Ford can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. get out of here, Solo. <laughs> You'll remain Solo tonight, pal, because we're gay. <laughs> Go to my cater waiter in. I'll take you, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> So Amanda, Amanda Donahoe came in and my friend Tristan was pissing himself laughing because he knew I fancied her so much and he was just killing himself laughing because I was all over the place. I was like, oh my God, it's Amanda Donahoe. And um, at one point she came up to the bar and Tristan was like, go, 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 so go, 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 go. And I, I went up and went, can I help it? You know, he's like, <laughs> and she went, oh, hello, darling. Um, do you have a match? And I was like, oh, you can't say that to a person with what I'm thinking in my head. And I went, yeah, you and me. She was beautiful, very, very beautiful. <laughs> Is that a frog? And I was fired. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not even going to try to beat that. So I'm going to keep mine really quick because obviously I like as a journo and as an arts journo, I have mm. met and interviewed a lot of famous people. It's kind of what I do, guys. I'm a big, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I was on the phone to Barry Norman, he of film yeah. name a year. And uh, he spoke to me and I said, wow, you sound just like you do on the telly. And he said, because <laughs> it's my voice. <laughs> Yeah. Burned by Norman. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like such a nice man as well. (laughs) He was so lovely as well. Because a bit later on, I asked him if I could call him Baz. And he said, Not if you expect me to answer. Oh, (laughs) very much. I think he was teasing me rather than like, Please just make this woman fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, Probably the latter. Well, um, unbelievable. We have run out of time, despite getting through next to no balls at all. But uh, <laughs> what do you expect with two lesbians on the panel? Um, we covered <laughs> bananas, hot dogs, but no balls. Uh, it's not our area of expertise, Vince. It's not our area. We just, yeah, I don't no know. Balls, I think basically. you two have handled more phallic stuff than I have. <laughs> Probably. What's inside those bananas? Um, right, let's go around and talk about what we're doing with our lives while I um, do the maths, the impossibly simple maths that I make impossibly difficult for myself. Kate McKay, what are you doing with your life at the moment? Uh, trying to make all sorts of um, distance-based fun happen, um, doing improv and uh, teaching comedy, doing occasional new material gigs, um, and uh, what else? Virtual cocktail sessions. Anything of this nonsense, I'll I'll plug where you can find, which is a, a Facebook page called Kate McCabe's Stuff and Nonsense. It's a good place to start. And then um, my Twitter handle is Kate McCabe Says. Amazing. Are you doing anything Leicester Comedy Festival based? I'm teaching uh, teaching the youth uh, through the the project called Laugh Term. Uh, Lucas Kirkby and I have uh, been teaching that for about four years. So we're gonna be letting kids tell us jokes that they shouldn't be saying. And then we try to say, don't say that on the showcase because that's, <laughs> that's post watershed. Yeah. And they do anyway. And then parents, the parents pay up front today or. <laughs> yeah. The parents are mad at us. by the end. <laughs> Amazing. I did a corporate a few weeks ago and um, I'm not sure they're going to pay for it. Um, I, I was... <laughs> Invoice up front is what I'm saying. Um... <laughs> I I did I, I did a corporate the other night that was so bad I had to get naked immediately after it. Oh, <laughs> you need to pressure wash the shave away. The hot dog factory. Yeah, I was like, thank you very much, goodbye, leave meeting, stripped naked, I just stood there. Went, I need a nice lolly. Walked into the sea. It was just it was so bad, was so bad. I had to take all of my clothes off. There's some quite big windows behind you, so I'm, I'm wondering what the Flats community WhatsApp group thought of that action. Right here, they, they get to see all sorts. They see, well, if they've completed Netflix and they're watching a middle-aged lady having quite a spectacular midlife crisis. Oh, We're on season one, but I reckon it's got to run and run. <laughs> I did a share aerobics class this morning which is aerobics to share but I have no coordination and I live in what is basically a greenhouse so I'm pretty sure the neighbors had a really good right. time with me this morning as well yeah if I could hold back time and straddle that cannon straddle straddle <laughs> yeah do you remember that that was really a brave move in those yeah. days in Lord yeah. Charay, no less um, yeah it's amazing what a woman Okay, um, so are you, apart from the breakdown, what else is happening for you? I'm having a full-on breakdown, uh, occasional disappointment, disappointing people on Zoom, maybe one or two times. <laughs> <laughs> disappointing people on Zoom, maybe one or two nights a week, um, and then getting naked afterwards because the shame is so horrific. <laughs> um, crying on Zoom meetings. And and weirdly, I've, I've also got... Um, a quiz show on BBC Two at the moment, which I can see on other people's television through my window sometimes. <laughs> You're like, it's me! And, and believe Banging me, the, the irony of watching myself on a television on a stranger's screen from somebody else's flat that I don't own whilst having a breakdown is marvellous. And it's naked. So many, 
There is shot naked eating a, eating a strawberry split lollipop to get over the depression of a disappointing corporate Zoom gig. There's so many things happening. It's just, it's such an exciting time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine if, if they switched it off halfway through though? I'd go Oh around yeah, they were, like... what is this shit? Turned it off, turned round and then saw me watching them but I'm naked eating a strawberry split like that going all the time of my life. And they just wordlessly switch it back on. Uh, <laughs> She but just start putting the remote control at the window. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's standing. And lovely Vicky Noonan, what are you doing at the moment? I would like to know, before I say about what I'm up to, I would like to know, one, Zoe, where can people find you on the internet? And two, have you mastered oh, yes. the pistol squat yet? Oh, yes. Uh, they can find, yes, thank you. <laughs> so they can find me on Instagram, it's Zoe Lines Comedy, I think. Um, and uh, since the, and uh, on Twitter at Zoe Lyons and yes you mentioned that because I tweeted the other day that I did actually find myself in the kitchen yesterday I said the words out loud fuck it I'm going to teach myself how to do a pistol squat and turns out they're quite hard what, what is it? I... pistol squat is a one legged squat where you go down on one leg with your other leg straight out in front of you very much like a sort of like a ninja dragon. Are you entering the Russian military? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Listen, Kate, I kid you not, in my one dr- one night drunken, I bought a, um, I've got a fully formed pull-up bar in my bedroom. Like, it's like a frame. Th- I, honestly, I've gone, I'm, I'm like a divorcee dad. Oh, is that what you've got there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You've also got a dick bar on that as well. A dick bar? Yeah. No, no, sorry, yeah, a dick bar, a dick bar. <laughs> yeah. No, a dip. no, you keep saying dick bar. <laughs> Is that yours? Um, I, I mean, I, I've, I've been known to use it, but uh, it's more it's more the other halves. Yeah, I use yeah. it more to dry the sheets. It's really good. <laughs> well, you know, some people learn French during this. Some people learn crafting. I taught myself to do pull-ups. Um, it just seems, I'm living like I'm sort of in a sort of high security prison. You're like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. You're going to... Very, very much. Very, very much. I'm sort of making shanks in the bathroom and making moonshine in the kitchen and then doing pull-ups in the bedroom. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Right order. Mix, what are you doing? You can can listen to to me on a weekly, sometimes twice-weekly basis on the Standard Issue podcast. You can listen to it all day, every day, if if you want. I I accidentally did that the other day because I had one on in the background and then it just bled into like four hours more. And so you're welcome. Are you you okay? Do we need to send help? Yeah, Yeah, send Zoe round. Um, She's she's handling life. (laughs) I'm handling it. (laughs) Nailing it, literally. We'll we'll, We'll do the pistol squats or whatever pistol squats give me a month i will nail the pistol squat for I'm no so other reason you can do a pull-up it was on my to-do list last year my 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 one thing on 2020 to-do list <laughs> just teach myself be able to do a pull-up i can do a chin-up but i can't do a pull-up pull-ups and are hard I, I still can't do a pull-up you have to okay make it this okay from one woman to another uh, it's harder for us because of our upper body strength and the way our muscles are. But if you really focus on your back muscles when you're doing it, it becomes a lot easier. It's, Thanks, it's sort of visualisation. You're welcome. Uh, chin-ups, piece of piss, can bash out 10 of them. Pull-ups, yeah, they take a long time, but you can do, I can do them now. Do I don't know why I ever thought that would be a good skill. As a comedian, you should probably spend this time writing or doing a podcast <laughs> or developing something not me imagine if you were working hard at it all day and disappointing people on zoom though you, oh yeah you, yeah you 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 wouldn't be like sea swimming you'd just be walking out into it never to in fact it. i should i should end my disappointing corporate gigs by going that might have been shit <laughs> but i can do a chin up so uh you should yeah people are what? impressed by yes. that yeah i'm impressed i think <laughs> Pistol squat your way out of any situation. <laughs> I've seen Zoe do two shows in the last seven days and neither of them were shit and you didn't cry once. So Thank you. That's 100% together. success, right? Yeah. Well I, I just feel that she doesn't feel she can be vulnerable around you, Fix. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us at Standard Issue UK or you can follow me at Mixed Noon and thank you. <laughs> Is that across all social channels? Uh, oh God knows what I like. Don't follow. Well, actually, do follow me on Instagram. I'm kind of half charting the fact that I've gone fucking silver at 43, and I've decided to just brazen and balls it out. And 
She it looks, looks like a fantastic. sexy X man. Um, it does look beautiful. X woman. Yeah, <laughs> looks stunning. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's got a whole range of textures that I've never mm. experienced before. Um, and I generally have blue hands from the purple shampoo, but otherwise it's, it's all going fine. So yeah, I am at Mixter Noonan on Instagram or at Grey Expectations. Brilliant. Nice. On Insta. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening to Comedy Arcade. Thank you all so much for doing this. It's been really fun and therapeutic. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Sean Walsh and this is What's Upset You Know. The USP is It's Only 15 Minutes. The eagle-eared amongst you might have noticed that I didn't actually announce the winner because I was too busy having a lot of fun talking about pistol squats. So um, for anybody who is keeping score, the winner was Zoe Lyons with a ginormous, exciting 24, but it was pretty neck and neck between Kate and Mickey who got 17 and 18 respectively. What an episode.